Does your child trigger your stuff? Well, let's talk about how you can flip that script. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today, we're talking about dysregulated kids when our kids trigger our stuff. What can we do about it? How can we change that? Not just for today, but for every future generation, we can break that cycle. So let's dive in. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne Kapana-Hodge. And if you don't already know me, I'm on a mission to change the way we view and treat children's mental health. And I'm here to show you mamas, papas, caregivers, and hopefully educators and other professionals that are helping kids that science-backed solutions can be natural. And boy, they can have a huge impact on the brain. And in today's episode of It's Going to Be Okay with Dr. Roseanne, we're going to talk about sharing your calm, how co-regulation helps dysregulated kids. Basically, it's an episode that's like, we're going to dive into all the ways you got to calm the hell down and not be so reactive. Yes. What you do has a huge impact on your kids. And as I always say, instead of being freaked out by that, I want you to be empowered by all the ways you can positively impact your brain. And if you're following me, you know, there's a lot of ways and there's a lot of things that you can do. And if you're not in our Natural Parenting Solutions group, head over to Facebook. But all you have to do is go over to our website, drrosanne.com forward slash group. It's a great safe space for other parents who really are you know, struggling but are looking for ways to help. Um, so let's dive in. Let's talk about you know what is co-regulation. You may not have ever really heard about it. But really, it's as simple as it seems. Our children regulate off of our emotional state. So when we got it together, they're more likely to have it together. Now, if you're a mom or a dad like me, and you have kids who are neurodivergent and have special needs, and you've heard me talk a lot about my Max, who has been affected by tick-borne illness, pants, and has been dysregulated. And I can promise you it has not been easy to always keep my stuff together But I can also promise you when I do, my kid is way more regulated. And co-regulation is something that we all can achieve no matter what is going on, right? You might say, well, Dr. Rowe, you're a trained therapist. Hello? Therapists can be some of the most mentally unhealthy people in the world. And just because that we are drawn to a field that we have our own stuff, not everybody deals with your stuff. So we all have our stuff, people. There is not a human being on this planet that doesn't have big T's and little T's. So those are little traumas and big traumas. You're struggling with grief over your kid's behavior because you thought your kid was going to be perfect. I did too. Everybody does, right? We don't know. We don't know. When we have a kid who is struggling, man, it's hard. But we must do what we can to regulate ourselves for our own self. But we also really must do this so that our child can regulate. And that is a positive cycle where the other is a negative. So the more dysregulated we are, the more dysregulated our kids are. We all know that. And there's no harm in 
sometimes when our kids struggle, I remember I have somebody in my life who is a family member that really is just an awful person. It's not my mom or my dad. And it's not my husband. Very, very triggering for me. Always said really nasty things to me. And I remember thinking when Max was just so dysregulated, I was like, oh, it's a reincarnation of that person. It was hard. And I think it's very relatable when you see a dysregulation pop up in your kid, whether it's, you know, inherited genetic components, which, you know, I feel like a lot of that stuff is a bunch of BS. I think we inherit behaviors, but I think we inherited personality characteristics. But I remember being really triggered and I was like, what am I going to do? Am I going to live in the trigger? Or am I going to do something about it? No, of course I'm going to do something about it. I had to regulate. So we're going to talk about that's why it's so important. If you're looking for a magic pill to fix your kid, I'm going to tell you, you are the magic pill. And co-regulation is so important because your child is a mirror of your own struggles. And it doesn't mean that if you're really regulating and your child is dysregulating, that you are the problem. But at least we can eliminate it. And you're going to be more emotionally healthy, physically healthy, all of those things. And you're role modeling for your child, which is really important. So let's talk about brain stuff, how emotional regulation develops in, in the brain. And so all positive social emotional experiencings, including co-regulation, leads to increased activity in the brain regions associated with emotional regulation. So we know that supportive environments, great practices like we're going to talk about today, actually increase neural pathways and improve or promote healthy brain functioning. Just to know, the science shows us really clearly that when our kids have more uh, regulated people in their lives, they're going to regulate off of us. So when we're a hot mess, they're much more likely to be a hot mess. I don't think you need me to tell you that science behind that. I think we all have experienced that. Please know that you're allowed to be imperfect. If you're living in a dysregulated state, get it together. When people work with us at our one-to-one brain behavior reset program, you're not getting away with it. It's part of the ecosystem that we are addressing. And if you are interested in working with us one-on-one, you all you have to go to is www.drrosanne.com forward slash help and apply to work with us if you're ready to really change this stuck cycle, right? So let's talk about co-regulation in special needs kids. So our special needs kids, I I always want to say, they struggle with learning. Their learning is going to be different than a neurotypical kid. We need more patience. We have to provide more reinforcement. That doesn't mean you're not allowed to be annoyed and frustrated. What it does mean is that you have to change how you communicate. So let's talk about calm brain co-regulation strategies. All of my work is calming the brain, coming in with new learning. Sometimes new learning is psychotherapy. Sometimes it's ERP. If you got an OCD kid, sometimes it's play therapy. Sometimes it's coaching. You know, we work with people all over the world and more and more all over the world. And really, you are the teacher. You are your child's best teacher when you are struggling. You need professional guidance. And that's why a lot of people come to us. We're going to be doing groups. We're going to be doing other things. You can always go to drrosanne.com and learn more about it. So let's talk about break it down. Practical strategies, okay? This is important. So number one, connect with your child. Your child is a curmudgeon. Find a way to connect with them. 
I'm going to tell you, when we were in the pans, you know, nightmare, you've heard me talk. I didn't know if I should call an ambulance, the priest, or run. I don't know what. (laughs) Thank God Mr. Hodge and I did the tag team. But you have to connect with your child, right? So I always try to use sensory activities to connect with a dysregulated child. Art, Legos, swimming, anything that can at the same time help you calm. Walking, playing with a pet, whatever it is. Think about it as moments. And I think what's really important is that when you have a few moments of calm and then it ends because your child dysregulates, please don't say it's never going to work. Be present in that connection and those moments will increase over time. You want to watch your tone and body language. This is so important. So when you think you got it together, people sometimes say to me, I'm not stressed out. I'm like, hmm. Really? Um, the other day I had something really stressful happen and my air conditioner guy came, Carl. And Carl said to me, Dr. Rowe, something's going on with you today. And I don't even know him that well. And I was like, Carl, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. He's like, you got to slow down. And I was like, I hear you. And it was showing on my face. And I was like, I'm going to get through it today. I'm going to take care of it. He's like, you got it, Dr. Rowe. And I was like, wow, isn't it amazing? My air conditioner guy was giving out good advice and appointment reminder. I'm sure that's my mom, Philomena, channeling through him. Um, She probably also told him to give me a discount. So we want to make sure we're paying attention to the messages that we're sending our kids because they are radars, just pick it up on everything. We want to use emotional language. And you've heard me talk about this. I feel this is one of the greatest deficits that I feel in this 30 years that I see a difference in a negative way. When we get stressed, we disconnect, right? And it's easier to disconnect with technology. And I mean adult, okay? Like not just kids, technology, you know, drinking, uh, avoiding, you know, hiding. We live in big houses. We are socially disconnected. You want to use language that connects emotions and particularly emotions that connect to sensations, right? Not just feeling words, but wow, how does that stress like, ooh, I hear you're upset. Where does that feel in your body? And you just start talking like this. You don't talk when your kid is upset. You talk all in between so that they can label their emotions. Remember, when kids have more social emotional understanding, it actually develops the brain. So instead of it being this negative thing, we want to give them the tools, the resources to have my next tip, open communication. Does your child struggle to complete tasks or they can't stay focused enough to finish their homework or get anything done? Or Maybe they're super fearful and moody. This may leave you questioning if your child has ADHD or something else like a learning problem, anxiety, depression, or OCD. Well, I've created a quick quiz that will tell you if it's ADHD or something else. Text the word quiz to one three. Alert more to take my free quiz so you can get to the bottom of what's going on and the right solutions. That's text the word quiz to one three alert more. Open communication means that you 
mama and papa are not running off pissed off in a hit in a, you know, a tizzy because your kid didn't do X, Y, and Z. They won't stop touching their brother. They wrote on the wall. They got another F. You've just got to keep the communication open. And I was joking yesterday because, you know, John Carlos, my easy kid, and he was mad at me yesterday, like really mad at me. And he wouldn't talk to me. I don't know if he's ever done that. <laughs> and I said, I drop him off. And we have this little sweet little thing that we, you know, like he squeezes my hand and my husband's so funny. If nobody's around, he rolls down the window because it embarrasses him. And we go, remember, like he'll say, daddy loves you. And we just crack up. It's really, really funny. So yesterday he, I was like, okay, well, you don't want to talk to me. I'm just going to tell you, I love you. And you're going to have a great day. And I can't wait to see you. And he didn't say anything to me. And honestly, it's the first time it's ever happened. So we talked about it later. Talked about it later. And he was like, well, mom, you did this. And I was like, okay, does that sound like that's a reasonable thing? You know, you're not going to just have these conversations. We are talking using open communication, emotional language, and I'm not always right. So it's okay. And when you're, you don't always talk in such a punitive, negative way and you're opening up this door, it allows for conversation. And this is so important, not just in emotional regulation in general. When the shit goes down, when your kid's a teenager in college, they know the door is open. They're not going to be afraid to call you. And that's really important. And please know that. Every kid goes through their troubles and you want to be there for them. You don't want them to rely on somebody else or God forbid, do something really stupid and hide it. So you're going to model healthy ways to manage stress and frustration. And that might mean you have to do your own work. Maybe you need to go to a therapist. You're not going to just wish it and hope that Jesus shows up and gives you the tools. I'm not saying prayer is important, but you got to have to do some work. If you're struggling with regulating yourself, you need to be like, why is that? Even in my own case, right? When Max was dysregulating, I was like, I'm getting dysregulated by him because I'm triggered by my own stuff. And I was like, I got to do some work on this. You know, it did some somatic therapy. It was very, very helpful. But your kids are looking to you to role model. Okay. Think of yourself as an informational video. That's what you need to think of yourself. And then I just want to talk about like, honestly, simple things. You need to breathe. I had a mom in the other day and her child was so dysregulated when you're doing a QEG brain mapping. My parents always feel so bad when their kid isn't perfect. And I was like, you're in the right place. I said, I'm going to tell you something. I hope it's the worst thing you're supposed to say to somebody when your kid is freaking out, but breathe. And she's like, you're right. And I was like, I hope that didn't bother you. I was like, don't worry about it. Let us know if there's anything we can do to help you. Don't feel bad about it. Afterwards, she told me how much she appreciated that. We do have to stop and put our own oxygen mass on and breathe. So important. We also have to be patient. This is not my forte. Yeah. Math and patience are not my forte. Parallel parking, mm -hmm. backing up, catching a ball, just revealed all my terrible things. But, you know, patience is something we do have to learn. Sometimes when I feel irritated, I stop, I breathe. And I was like, how important is this to feel irritated? But we do have to give our kids a lifeline. And please know that a lot of times parents, the couple goes into conflict and you want to make sure that you're both understanding, you know, neurotypical kids struggle with regulation and patience doesn't mean you're giving in or you're spoiling. I had, I had a dad say that the mom was spoiling the kid. And I was like, how is giving him extra time spoiling? And we unpacked it and explained it and he got it. It's not. 
One of my favorite things to do in order to regulate is to be playful. This stuff is so flipping hard. I have a friend who's just realizing her kid has pans, was just so dysregulated herself. And when I saw her today, I was like, nobody understands. I understand. You don't have to explain anything. If you want me to say something. But then as the day went on, I was like, let's have a good time. Let's go and do this. Let's go and do that. This is helpful to distract yourself, right? Not to not ignore your feelings, but even just for yourself to bring playfulness into parenting, into your life in moments. Yes, I love a good massage. Yes, I go all the time. Thank you, Laura. But I'm talking about bringing humor to diffuse things. If you've been listening to me, you know, I think I'm really funny. And I do bring humor in all the time because otherwise we're going to cry. And our goal is to regulate whatever you need to do to healthily regulate. This is important in the energy you share with your child, but also in the message you send your child. So important. So if you're feeling alone, you're feeling really frustrated and you don't feel like you have a path, that's why you're here and you really have to use these strategies. If you're ready to dive in and do work, you are absolutely can apply to our program. You go to www.drrosanne.com forward slash help. We work with people. We make a, take a very, very, very small amount of people every month because we provide exceptional wraparound care. But these are strategies that everybody can do. You start by putting on oxygen mask first. Parenting is really hard. And you already know there's a lot of ups and downs. And it's even harder when we have a dysregulated kid who triggers our stuff. But You walked away today with valuable and actionable strategies that's going to help you, your kid, your family, and those future generations. Just know it's going to be okay when you take one step towards co-regulation. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at. 